Hi there, and welcome to Conversations with Father Greg. In this episode, we have a homily for Sunday, October 1st, 2023, which is the 17th Sunday after Pentecost. We begin our time together today with a reading from the 21st chapter of the Gospel according to Matthew. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things, and who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And then they argued with one another, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. Jesus went on to say, What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. The son answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second son and said the same, and he answered, Father, I go. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, The first. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of Christ May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, hi there, everyone. I'd like to begin today by asking you a little riddle. What do a doctor's lab coat... A police officer's badge and a judge's gavel have in common. They are all signs of authority. In each case, we may choose to ignore that authority, but we do so at our own peril. Imagine you see a police officer standing in the middle of an intersection directing traffic, and you choose not to obey that officer's authority. What if you went to the doctor for your physical and then completely disregarded their advice? It's your choice, but you make that choice at your own peril. Similarly, today's Gospel reading has a lot to say about authority. In the past, you've heard me use the homily to comment on the importance of context. Knowing what's going on, either in the larger story, in the culture, or even historically, will often help us appreciate the story a little bit more. It's true of many things, including what we read in Scripture. Our Gospel reading opens with a description of Jesus' teaching in the temple. We are told that the chief priests and elders confronted him by asking, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? The religious leaders weren't simply taking him to task about his teaching. A lot more had gone on just before the text that we read today. A little earlier on, Matthew's Gospel gives us the account of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. It's a story that we often hear on Palm Sunday. 
Jesus had been to Jerusalem several times before, but this time was different. As he entered the city, crowds of people proclaimed him to be the son of King David and hailed him as a prophet coming in the name of God. Crowds had begun to acknowledge Jesus' reputation as a teacher, a healer, and a miracle worker. Jesus' reputation and recognition that ensued was a direct threat to the establishment. As if that wasn't enough, Jesus then entered the temple. I'd like to pause here for a minute to explain the significance of the Jewish temple. In Judaism, there could be many synagogues, but there could only be one temple. A synagogue could be established wherever there were at least ten Jews. Synagogues were intended as places of religious study and prayer. The temple, on the other hand, was the epicenter of the Jewish sacrificial system and could only exist on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. A modern comparison would be to say that the temple was to Jerusalem what the Vatican is to Rome. It's in this context that we see Jesus entering Jerusalem, being praised as a prophet, and then going to the temple where he threw a fit. We're told that he overturned tables and drove profiteers out with a whip. Having driven out those he perceived to be corrupt, he begins teaching in the temple. Understanding the background helps add texture to the stories that we read about Jesus striding directly towards Israel's capital city and then challenging the ritual at the heart of Judaism. This is where we entered the story today. Jesus had just rid the temple of those he thought were abusing it, and then he sat down and began to teach. That's when the priests and elders approached and asked what authority he had to do these things. The challenge is clear. They want to know just who Jesus thinks he is. What authority does he have to challenge them? They are in charge, after all, or at least so they thought. This section of Matthew's Gospel described Jesus taking some pretty bold steps. But why? Playing devil's advocate for a moment, the religious elite weren't very far off in asking Jesus who he thought he was. Time and again, the Christian scriptures claim that Jesus was God in human flesh. We often hear of Jesus referred to as Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus never denied these claims. In fact, his actions actually implied that he believed them to be true. He healed the sick, raised the dead, and he forgave people their sins. Jesus also taught that people could access God in ways that they had never thought possible. Jesus taught his disciples that they could address God as their Father. He also taught that the way we interact with others reflects what we think of God. All of these things combine to make God pretty immediate, God in our midst, if you will. Today, we see that Jesus went so far as to say that even prostitutes and crooks could encounter God through faith. The scandal of Jesus was that he made God accessible to everyone, no matter their financial station or their intrinsic goodness. He did this through his teaching, but also through the very nature of who he was as the Son of God in human flesh. 
One of the great things I like about today's reading is that it gives us permission to examine who we think Jesus is. I think it's an important question whether or not you consider yourself to be a Christian. There's a great quote from author C.S. Lewis that speaks to this question well. He writes, I am trying here to prevent anyone from saying the really foolish thing that people often say about Jesus. They say, I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is the one thing we must not say. A man who is merely a man and said the sort of things that Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic, on the level with the man who says he is a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the Son of God, or else he was a madman, or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that option open to us, and he did not intend to. End quote. Particularly as people who call ourselves Christians, we must answer for ourselves the question that the religious leaders asked Jesus. Who do we say that he is? What authority are we prepared to give him in our church and in our lives? Let's pray. Gracious God, you call us to fullness of life. Deliver us from unbelief and banish our anxieties through the liberating love of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen.